Hey, dear Tyler, good morning. And how are you doing? I hope you're good. I hope you're fine. I hope your week has been great. I hope it's been amazing. Um, yeah, mine has been good. It's been fine. Having a lot of fun. Um, you know, creating content and all. It's 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 major, 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 major for for me. So thank you for stopping by again um, to listen to another episode of Dear Tyler. And yeah, you know, we're growing, we're getting more and more members into the Dear Tyler community. Um, like I said in the previous episode, there are a lot of things that we are gearing up to do uh, as a community, you know, really, really put a structure, really put a structure to it. So I'm excited for the next phase of Dear Tyler, would still would move at the pace um that God actually, you know, permits us to move. But um, I'm sure that once everything is uh, fully structured, it's going to be an amazing, amazing ride. So how was the last episode, right? Give me dimples. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really do hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that it's it sparked up faith inside of you to believe God for anything, for anything and for everything, Believe God for anything. Believe God for everything. Right? I really, really hope that it helped. I, for one, I took out time to really begin to pray for certain things. You know, it's one thing to believe that God answers prayers. And then it's another thing to believe that God wants to answer your prayers. Right? We understand the um, the ability of God. He's capable of doing anything. The challenge is... The willingness. I think that's what we fight most of the times. Like, will God be willing to do stuff for me? Or will God be willing to answer these prayers? And I've been seeing amazing, amazing testimonies. Uh, and you know, just having God in your corner is like the best feeling ever. Having God in your corner is like the best feeling ever. It's like you just... Um, you know, I don't know. There's just a, there's just a feel to it, though. You know, like you could always turn to him, and you know that any time, any moment, Baba is going to answer. And I think that that's really, really beautiful and amazing. So uh, let's keep on praying and asking God. I don't know if any of us prayed for dimples, or prayed for curly hair, or prayed for a good singing voice, whatever it is that you desire. Right? But please do well to share your stories. And then finally, before we get into today's topic, I really, really enjoy your feedback. I really, really enjoy your feedback. If you don't have my personal contact, you can always send your feedback to the people that shared the links or, you know, um, share it to me via DM on Instagram, right? At dear underscore, yes, at dear underscore Tyler, Right? And we're also on Facebook, right? So you could check us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Dear um, Tyler. And then we also have our email, right? Um, DearTyler at gmail.com. So if you could, you know, reach out on any of those platforms, it would really, really help. I, I for one, it, it motivates me a lot, yes? And then it just, um, it gives an indication on if I was able to pass the message across 
properly i'm i'm a sucker for evaluation so i do like evaluations on a consistent basis right so that's it if you can share your feedback that would be amazing that would be amazing and if you want to be part of the community remember you could always reach out um via dm if you have my personal contact why not and we would add you to the group right um we got uh some new members uh we got sarah right sarah came in recently so um yeah we are grateful to have sarah with us right so let's get into today's um episode let's get into today's episode uh today's episode the title is take me back to egypt take me back to egypt take me back to egypt now um for for those of us that have been really really churched before right that we've um you know been in church circles we've gone to either sunday school or been around the church or christian community we know that there are usually um tags that they have for in indiv- for like for like people in the bible so for instance um when you want to talk about someone that is i don't know if it's an english word uh a betrayer someone that betrays right the they'll be like oh that's judas if somebody doubts they'll be like oh that's a thomas doubting thomas right betray like judas doubt like thomas uh thomas and so there there sorry there're lot of people usually because of the things that they did they are like they have coined up names or coined up um scenarios around them jones that so um the wisdom of solomon so you know generally the things like that now when you think about egypt especially if you're a christian the first thing that comes to your mind is bondage you think about the hardship of the children of israel what they suffered you know um 430 years as slaves being um you know maltreated for whatever reason you know it was it and then you know talking about how the whole exodus the 10 plagues and then pharaoh being that you know wicked taskmaster very um very rigid you know making his own people suffer um through the 10 plagues up to the point of losing all their firstborn and you know th- th- the thought about the firstborn is not just like humans but then even down to livestock so if you were the firstborn cow in your family you died if you were not under the covering of the blood and everything so everything that was a firstborn died and after he allowed the children of israel you know to leave egypt he still pursued them he he ended up you know costing egypt the lives of great warriors but i can only imagine the amount of resources that must have perished because of um 
because of his attitude, his very rigid nature, you know, his inability to be flexible and open. And so naturally, Egypt was always seen as uh, as, as a sign of bondage. And, you know, usually in prayer circles, right, there's a terminology that we use. Um, I would be like, the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more. And everybody's like, amen, amen. Um, then I realized that Egypt is a country. So imagine... <laughs> Imagine you being from Egypt. You are an Egyptian. And you see how they speak about Egypt. It's going to be very hard for you to flow with what's going on. Because your nationality is seen as a place of bondage, hardship, pure wickedness, witchcraft, um... That's the tag that it carries. Now, when you think about names like Judas, right? Judas is particularly a very good name as meaning, right? Judas actually means Judah, which means praise. So the name Judas is actually Judah, which means praise, which carries a good meaning. But if I say Judas to you now, it it carries that stigma, of the um, the character or the most known character about it, right? When you think about names like Mary and James, they're not particularly very nice names. But then the people that bore such names had a good testimony. And so I had to take out time because um, it's very, very hard to win people over when you already have a preconceived notion about them. And especially when they know that that is the preconceived notion about them. So, you know, I was really, you know, taking out time, you know, just to study. I really needed to get God's perspective on it. And this is where the concept of take me back to Egypt came. So let's fast forward. The years had gone by. Um, and Jesus came into the scene. Jesus was born and Herod was threatened by the birth of Jesus. And because of the whole supernatural occurrences around, you know, um, all the supernatural occurrences that were um, surrounding him at that time, uh, it was quite clear that the, uh, there was something special going on, right? Something special. So just imagine that Herod was visited by um, Magi from the um, Magi. I think it's Magi or Magi from the East. You know, they came over bearing gifts and, you know, talking about prophecies and everything. So um, it was a very big deal for them. And so he sent out um, a decree that all male children from two years and below should be killed. Now, God, speaking through Joseph, you know, at this point in time, speaking to Joseph rather, at this point in time, a lot of the direction that Joseph had received concerning Jesus was through the ministry of angels. And so an angel, you know, spoke to him at night and told him, 
pick up the child and go to where I'll show you, right? Because Herod desires to harm the child. Where did they go to? Egypt. The place that was known for bondage was the place where the Savior found security. So, let me coin it up like this and please try to get my perspective of what I'm saying, right? And read the meaning properly. When the Savior needed saving, right? When the Savior needed saving, he was sent to the place of bondage as a proof that salvation came for all and all can be saved. When the Savior needed saving, he was sent to the place of bondage as a proof that salvation came for all and that all can be saved. And so I wrote a song a long time ago. I can't even remember um, the contents of the song. Um, it says, uh, okay, so the part it says, but in the land of captivity, but in the land of captivity, Egypt gave security. Right? Declaring that salvation came for all now so just imagine like with all the stories you know because like God and God through Moses you know told the children of Israel to consistently talk about the stories of deliverance and like their major major deliverance really came from Egypt so imagine having been indoctrinated into the whole system of knowing that Egypt was an enemy. Egypt did this. They made you slaves. They were wicked taskmasters. They gave you um, onions and garlic, cucumber for for years and years and years. They, they, they required you to do some terrible, terrible things. And you'd been indoctrinated through it. It has become part of your heritage. And then um, God wakes up one morning and says, I need you to go to that place that has this history. Imagine how they felt as Jews within that circle. But God was saying something very, very deep. He was telling them that the narrative of people, the narrative of nations, the narrative of situations can change. That because there was a scar, because there was a... Um, because there was, you know, maybe an event that surrounded... Um, them at that time um, it does not necessarily mean that they are beyond redemption so the stigma of Nazareth is is found in scripture where it says that you know they're like surprised that Jesus was a Nazarene they're like that, what good can come out of Nazareth because naturally it had um it had that maybe that seal you know there was this trend consistently showing that the um, that the people were maybe underachievers or they never really occupied places of influence or they never were recorded to um, 
be people that achieved much in life generally so when you think about that you're like um it's hard to be concerned so how can this person be from nazareth when we know that nazareths naturally have the tendency to be underachievers but the narrative had been changed the narrative had been changed you think about um someone like paul in the bible right many people feel that um his name became paul because of his conversion no they were just uh, different names he had saul or paul so saul is his hebrew name paul was a roman name right so but anyway um so when you think about someone like paul the narrative around paul's life and even when he came into the body of believers is like isn't this the person that killed us this person that searched um relentlessly for all of our gatherings just to imprison us just to torture us now god showed that the one that was willing to kill is the same one i can use to bring life bring the revelation of my life to people that i can take that zeal for destruction and bring a zeal you know for creation you know raising up men and building people the narrative can change one of the reasons why paul and barnabas had issues was because of an individual called john mark john mark was um you know probably growing at that time and i think uh, barnabas was very very particular about taking john mark with them because he wanted john mark to grow but then paul was like john mark is a coward he ran away during at a certain time and because of that they decided to split so barnabas left with john mark and um paul carried silas right paul carried silas now within the time period of um paul being in prison and writing the letters i can't remember the exact um the exact scripture but i would i would look for it and i would share it he said something about john mark and he said um in one of the letters he said bring john mark for me because he is profitable for the ministry and it was like okay wow what happened right um what happened all all of a sudden this individual um this individual that i once upon a time had issues with all of a sudden became profitable for the ministry now you need to understand that within the period where paul first came into the gathering of believers right the person the one person that really really believed in him right was barnabas and barnabas was known as like the son of encouragement that's what they call him the son of encouragement and he was able to show people that good can come out of this guy paul and ultimately it's the same thing 
that happened with John Mark. That same ministry that he had was what he he continued and he carried on. And he showed the people that John Mark, or he showed Paul rather that John Mark can be profitable. You think of people, the characters in the Bible, you think of um, Jacob, his name being supplanter, being a cheater. Sorry, being a cheat, being a cheat, right? He was a cheat. And, you know, it, it, it literally lived on with him because a lot of the things that he was doing, um, he, he he reflected that nature of being a cheat generally, reflected the nature of being a cheat. And because of that, um, it, it, it carried on in his life. But then an encounter came with God, right, at a certain time for him. And his name was changed to Israel. And then the whole story of his life turned around. You think of people like Rahab in the Bible. She was known as a prostitute. But then that same um, line, from that same bloodline of what we would call perversion, the Lord chose to flow through that bloodline and bring salvation. So her name can be recorded for something good, right? Um, You think about people like Ruth. She was from Moab. These were enemies of Israel, literal enemies of Israel. And because of her position, they were meant to be despised. But then still the lineage through Jesus, through which Jesus passed through, still came from that Moabite woman. What is that one thing that you have despised in your life? Or who are those people that you might have despised in your life that it looks like, ah, nothing good can come out of this person. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. Nothing good can come out of Nigeria. Nothing good can come out of this individual. Nothing good can come out of that individual. Or have you been told that that it looks like your case has been closed? It has been settled. It's like a verdict has been placed. The God of all flesh can change the narrative in your life Egypt doesn't need to be known for bondage anymore Egypt can be known for safety and security Jabez doesn't need to be known for pain and sorrow anymore he can be known for abundance and greatness and influence Peter doesn't need to be known for being timid or being violent you know Peter can be seen as you know, an individual that is um, very uh, rugged or, you know, very passionate about the things of God. After denying Jesus three times, he still gave Peter the mandate of taking care of the ministry, the mandate that was given to lead this flock. So think about it. What is it in your life that gives you the impression that nothing good can come out of your life again. I know that there are a lot of things that can be hurtful. I'll never forget um, one of my one, one of the ladies I, I, I met a long time ago while I was schooling in Bauchi and we had a discussion and she said, I don't think I can be a good mother. And I was like, why? She said, you cannot imagine the amount of things I have done. And so I I literally... You know, I didn't really, you know, go into a whole lot of details or maybe asking her a lot of things. But then I just, you know, kind of like silently assumed and said, okay, maybe she had some um, issues with maybe one or two sexual encounters, maybe abortions here and there. And 
that was the impression that she had and i was like oh no all of these things don't have to be the narrative in your life you can decide to turn a new leaf and start afresh it doesn't matter oh um i think this is very personal to me you know having tried things over and over and over again think about someone like peter right when jesus was in the boat with them after preaching he was like okay launch out your net and he's like master we have done this throughout the night you can't imagine how many times we have tried and failed it literally looks like this is a failed project but because you said it i'm going to try it one more time and the narrative was changed the narrative was absolutely changed which other individual can you think of that has um a terrible story attached to their lives a terrible story attached to their lives and how god was able to you know turn around the narrative for them turn around the narrative for them there was this king in the bible his name was is manasseh and manasseh was one of the most wicked kings you know really did terrible things but along the line he did what turned around the narrative was changed when you think about nebuchadnezzar right nebuchadnezzar is known as an individual that was very diabolical he was um you know he laid siege on israel and everything like that but do you know he made a decree about the god of israel at the end of his life he made a decree that the god of daniel is the true god I have seen people turn um I think it was Pastor Tony Rapu or so you know he went over to one of the slums in Lagos and he found one of these boys like a, I think 10 year old boy maybe 12 he was one of their gang leaders into cigarettes you know weed he was very violent and all and he took the boy and literally transformed the boy the boy you know speaks proper english very well cultured like the stories are so many the stories are so many tyler listen egypt can be known for something good every narrative can change there is no story to messed up for the spirit of god to right it's not it's like you you can't you can't take god by surprise and you know put god under pressure and be like ah that this story is too messed up no there might have been there, uh, there might have been tags that they might have given you ah oh, you're a failure you're not going to achieve much you're not going to do this or you're not capable of doing something you're not capable of you know achieving certain results you know all of those things that they usually try to make mention of and you know try to make you feel terrible about but you can change the narrative it's about allowing yourself to be used of god god is the author of life and you can literally make the author and say this is my life i know that written inside of this life are nasty things but today i've removed my hand from the pen i've removed my hand from the quill and i have given you write my story write my story you might have started a business ah oh. one of the episodes that i'm going to share is really really going to 
be amazing. It's, it's titled, Give Me One More. Give Me One More. It's, let me not, let me not spill the beans on it, but it would really, really bless you. You might have started a business or you might have done certain things and there's like these recurring things about failure. Things are not just moving, you know, and but you have a conviction about it, right? Believe again. The narrative can change. Oh, um, so this so person is timid. Tyler is too timid. You can change the narrative. Oh, Tyler is not fluent in what he does or what she does. You can change the narrative. Every and any narrative can be changed. And most importantly, Tyler, in as much as you think about yourself and you remember who you are and um, understanding that your narrative can change, make sure that your perception of people is also about who they can be and not what they're doing at that time. That's where hope comes in. Hope sees beyond the present state. Hope sees what people can be, their potential, and then approaches them on that level, on that note. Right, Tyler? And so can you, can we begin to look at people from the viewpoint of the potential that lies within them? Whenever you get tempted to write anybody off, just remember, ah, no. There is a potential for greatness inside this individual. There is a potential for greatness inside this individual. And I'm going to relate to the person based on what I see that the person can be. It's very important. Very, very, very important. It's one of the things that we need to take into consideration highly. We need to take into consideration highly. Is that okay? Remember, the narrative can change. The narrative can change. Egypt doesn't need to be known as a place of bondage anymore. It can be known as a place for security, a place for safety. You don't have to be known for whatever negative thing that might have trailed your life, Tyler. You can be known for something great, a blessing. And we would consistently give ourselves to help remind you of these realities. Is that okay, Tyler? So, yeah. I, I really do hope that this blessed you. Um, even me that is talking, I'm particularly blessed by it too. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, right? And um, please remember, if you want to be part of the community, just reach out and we will do the needful, right? So, um, yeah, so this is me signing out. Remember that I love you. I believe in you. And I am always rooting for you. Have an awesome day, Tyler. Bye.